right, welcome back everybody for another episode of High Heat. I think we're on episode four now. I think there's things around there. Kind of cruising around. I mean, we've been super busy. I feel like it takes an act of Congress to get us to get on the same page. Um, but now that you're on A-shift now with your promotion, which we'll get into a little later, uh, we might have some more days that we can sync up and line up and everything. So. And after you're studying for your promotion, yep. it's well, really going to get easier. You know, that's more time. Yeah, it is. If I don't change shifts, we'll just we'll talk about that later. But uh, we we wanted right. to jump into uh, Scott Rowland. Get us started on Scott Rowland. Man, what what a gamer! What a storied career he had. You know, seven time All Star comes in, gets seventy six percent of the votes, which the minimum. You know, you have to have seventy five percent at least. Mm-hmm. Came in, you know, did what he had to do there, just like he did on the field. To be enshrined in the, you know, the Cooperstown Hall of Fame, you know, yeah. let's, let's, you know, let's give an honorable mention to Todd Helton. You mm-hmm. know, he came up a little short. You know, storied Colorado Rocky at I think seventy two point three percent of the votes. Yeah, so, you know, I look for him just to keep gaining more and more votes, just to the type of person and player he was. Was this his first year eligible to be in it, or how many years? What's uh, it got to be that you got to be out for to get voted for? Is it seven or something like that? think so I'm not sure I think it's after after five years of done playing or something yeah I think that's what it is gotcha and then so how many times can you get uh, a chance to do it is it uh, is it 10 seasons I want to say 10 10 sounds like a magical number yeah I think I read that when I was reading the, the Scott Rowland article yeah you know, I think uh, it might be I feel like Scott Rowland, you know, one of those guys, you know, Mr. St. Louis Cardinal as well. You know, heck of a third baseman. Couldn't really get anything by him. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up there at the bat, and he was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah, I had his stats up here in a second. He played uh, from 96 to 2012. That's a good long career. Uh, he had 2,038 games played, uh, 7,398 at-bats. Uh, with 2,077 hits, uh, I mean, just just to play that long, you gotta be you gotta be playing doing something right. You gotta be doing something right. Take care um, of yourself physically, mentally. Yeah, just like I said, just playing that long has got to be crazy to where you're you're in there for that long doing all that. He's had 316 home runs and a 281 lifetime batting average. So I mean, like I said, you got to be doing something right to be getting those kind of stats and be getting into the Hall of Fame. and uh, uh, he's, he's the only one that got in this year, are you saying? Yes, the only one. Uh, Todd Helton's right behind him at uh, 72.3%. Mm-hmm. I got you. It says a player must be retired for five years. Yeah. A player who has been active for at least 10 years is eligible for election five years after retirement. Okay. So, yeah. Ten years, you can appear on the ballot. So, yeah, we we have it down. Five yeah. years after you retire, and then you can be on the ballot for ten years. So, uh, Hilton's been retired for how many years? Probably like six, five or six, somewhere in there. So he's probably still got eight or nine years to get voted in. Oh yeah. Um. So I, I would like to see him in there. Who else is on that list? Oh man, you I, know? I think Billy Wagner is on it. Uh, yeah. Manny Ramirez, you know, just to name a. A couple, I think Francisco, K. Rod, you know, yeah, Rodriguez. 
think. I think he is at the bottom of the list, but I'm not entirely too sure who else was on it. I got you. Yeah, it says uh, voting for the 2023 class is Albert Bell, uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy. Oh, that was that one with the uh, the ex uh, the certain voting contemporary baseball voting. So I, don't know I think if you go to the Scott Rowland article, it gives you who was voted for and the percentages they had. Yeah. On the ESPN app. I got you. So, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, there's always those things I read about where it says how many people play high school baseball is like 300,000. How many play college baseball is like 20, 30-something thousand. B1's 10,000. Pro ball is only 1,000 get drafted. And then you, then only like 100-something or 400-something make it. Or how many would you say? 30-something teams with 20-something guys on there. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's small numbers, and then to go to the Hall of Fame is even smaller than that. It's like right. how like <laughs> one percenters of all major leaguers in that yep. ten year span, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, like one percent of all high school players go to college, and then one percent of that one percent mm-hmm. go on the pro ball, and, and then the one percent of MLB players make it too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's I mean. People don't understand, man, how hard it is to, I mean, just even play after high school is an ordeal, and then to keep playing after college is an ordeal. It would just seem like each group of my friends from each level just kept dropping off to where they didn't make it, didn't make it, didn't make it, and it was just got fewer and fewer and fewer, and it just takes a certain breed to to go on for that long and to actually play that long in the major leagues too, which is crazy. Um, so let's kind of uh, let's shift gears a little bit to another gamer played in the NFL for a long time. You know, storied tight end. Mm-hmm. Getting into a verbal, turning almost physical altercation with Memphis Grizzlies, Mister Shannon Sharp. I mean, I watch their show all the time with Skip, Skip and Shannon, and I just don't know what are you doing. Like, what are you doing? I know you're competitive. You played pro ball. You got to have your competitiveness. But what are you doing mouthing off in an NBA game? Like, I don't understand it. I don't know. Yeah, you can get chippy. And I guess since people know who he is, they chirp back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He's going to talk back after talking about it. Yeah, just an ego thing. I don't know what is going on. I, I, I almost um, wonder, is Memphis' team, and they were just kind of lollygagging, and he was trying to light a fire underneath them? Well, didn't it work? Didn't know. Lakers come back down like 20-something points? Was that the game, or was that a different game? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch NBA that much, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, is it to get viewers for their show, too? I mean, it might have worked, too, because I think he had about a 10-minute uh, stint where he was apologizing to everybody on the show the next day or something, so... I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. It says he takes full accountability for what transpired. He said I was wrong on the, on the show, undisputed. Uh, but I mean, what are you doing? Like, what what's your goal? What's your game plan? Just just to, things just escalated or what? Like you just wanted to smack talk and you know you almost think was a little bit of liquid courage involved in that probably. Or, you know, but it's all speculation. I mean, we I don't know if we'll all hear the. Original story. It's like yeah. they said this. You know, it's. I don't think we'll we'll get bits and pieces of the truth. Yeah, but it's, that is one thing he is good at is taking 
uh, accountability for his own rant. Yeah, uh, you got you got to respect him for doing that, but yeah. it's just one of those two to where like. I can understand it getting chirpy, but to where everybody's pushing each other and shoving, holding each other back. He was talking to he was talking crap to uh, John Moran's dad on the, on the side on the side court. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we're grown men here, chirping like little kids. I don't I don't know. It's just it's one. But Shannon Sharp, granted though, he is still a large man. He is still yes. a large yeah. individual. So it's pretty. I don't know who would want to take him other than Adams. Adams looked like a freaking giant out there. I wouldn't want to face Adams. Um, but I, I mean, we say that cheapness for that little Skip Bayless. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they give it to each other all the time. I, I do enjoy watching their show. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. As well, I don't know if there, what's ever transpired. Was there any fines or any? Does he get? I know it, he probably got kicked out for that game, didn't he? Uh, he'll probably have a little. Hey, you don't come for this amount of games. Yeah, you know. Well, or, Get this too. Here's here's the flip side of things. If he doesn't get fined or anything, what's the difference between LeBron going over and telling telling on somebody? You know how he snitched on people before, where he's like, "These people do what?" But I don't know what those people said. But still, he snitches on somebody, and then one person gets everybody in an altercation, and you know. Right. So where does where do you draw the line there? Is it just normal fans get shafted, or people that are famous don't? You know, so. I don't know, well, let's look at the source of LeBron, too. You know, he thinks he's all that in a bag of rocks. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Sorry if you're a LeBron fan out there listening to this, but guy's good, but I just can't. I can't get behind him. I can't get behind hey, did, him. Have you seen the video of him shooting free throws and the, the one player behind him looks at his hairline and starts laughing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that guy just needs to let it go. It just let it go. Just shave it. I mean, his I, I mean, facial expression said it all. Yeah, he kind of looked at it like, oh my gosh, he kind of looked away like, I'm not going to get caught making a face at this. But yeah, it's it's pretty patchy up there. I mean, I, I can laugh all I want because it might happen to me eventually, but until now, I'm going to laugh until, <laughs> until I lose all mine. I told Kaylee, it's like, you know, when it happens, I'm going full Bruce Willis on this. Yeah. So <laughs> I hope I don't because I have the lumpiest head known to man. Um, I got a ridge going left to right across the top part, and then I got one going from the back to the front, so it kind of like makes like a T. So, <laughs> heaven forbid I ever go bald because it's gonna look like it's gonna look like uh, monster truck rally ramps up there everywhere. So, well, good thing we wear hats and helmets for. Oh, hair. I'm gonna be wearing a hat 24 <laughs> seven if I lose my hair. So, I think that's why my hair is kind of like receding is because I've wore so many hats and helmets all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going, it's going higher and higher. It seems like every week. So, <laughs> blessed whoever has to see me bold, but they probably won't because I'll be wearing a hat all the time. But yeah, um, speaking of wearing hats, I guess we'll go to uh, a different hat that you wear is on is now an engineer hat. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your promotion. Congrats, big guy. That's Thanks. Huge. Hey, you know, uh, that was the most miserable three months of my life having to read for that. Mm. Seven books, 125 SOPs, IBs, and rules and regs. Mm. You know, and, and yeah, three months, get through the material as much as possible, learn it, know it. You know, luckily, it's it's fairly top water. Mm. You know, it, it's, if there's a number involved, you better know, know yeah. all the numbers. But, you know, just three months of day in, day out reading, you know, learning you at the station, you're reading between calls, you know, you start working deals out with the guys, you know, mm-hmm. they, hey, stay back on this one, we don't need you. Yeah. 
um, you know, trying to balance the home life with it. Yep. You know, Sundays were my mental health days, and that was family day too. Didn't read on Sundays. Now, unless it was, you know, Kaylee and the girls are at cheer competition or whatever, then, yeah. you know, crack a book or just quiz it for a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still did my best to get there to support them. Yeah. But, you know, luckily, you know, about a week and a half ago, I got the call and I, hey, you know, you're getting promoted. And, you know, what station do you want? You know, do you want to you know, wait, potluck till February and bid on something? Or you're going to go to, you know, this station or that station. Well, I'll take this station. It's about two miles from my old one and three blocks from mom and dad. So I know the area fairly well. Yeah. So. I think that'd be a big deciding factor for me is promotion is what I'm more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because how many stations you guys got down there? 45. 45. So, I mean, you got 45 different districts you'd have to learn or learn a new one out of those. And if you're familiar with at least one you're surrounding with, you know, if you have to go mutual aid or anything in that district, you can say, Oh, I know that area. I can get us there. Um, and I think that'd be the most intimidating thing for me is once promoting to drivers, trying to learn the maps, the street names, because I feel like they didn't plan it that well. (laughs) I mean, they tried to in Fort Smith, at least with some of the maps, but I feel like we run at an angle. Our main road runs at an angle and they've gone off that. So like all the streets are like chopped up or in half and it'll say north this, but it's on the south side of the main road. And it's just like, yeah. And then that, then there's like one road that goes all the way through town, but it's so chopped up. Like it'll, it'll go for a mile and then not show up for another mile and a half. And then it's continued the same road, but it's right. on the other side of town. Um, but what, what are you most excited about promoting wise? Like what, what, what are you looking forward to? And now, you know, now being an engineer, you can actually, you can act up right to see it as an officer. Um, you know, I already got about 40 hours on this paycheck as acting lieutenant. Nice. You know, so that, that's, it's been fun. You know, we have a new system. You know, we use iPads now and we're kind of behind the curve a little bit being a bigger city, but it's fun because you're looking at a map, you're calling directions. So you're actually helping yourself at the same time learn different places because the area I'm in is all W's. You know, I'm, I'm in Wedgwood and, you know, you got Whitman, Walton, Wheaton. Waco Way, Wrigley Way, Wedgeway, Wedgemont. It's just literally all W's. Yeah. So you're trying to learn, okay, this one goes there, this one goes there. You know, even growing up over there for 30 years, yeah. you still don't know them all. You're yeah. just like, okay, I'll go here to Kingswood and I'll take where I need to go. I mean, it's... But, you know, going from a single company down to a double company now, you know, I'll have days where I get to be on the plant or the ladder truck, a little bit slow down, and then I'll have days where I'm you know, kind of hoofing everything on the engine. Yeah. I think in four shifts, we've averaged about 19 to 20 calls a day so far. That's busy days. That's busy days. (laughs) Man. Yeah. That's where um, you deserve whatever pay you get. I know we're a smaller (laughs) station and there's a lot of people like, well, this department's making this much and this department's only making this much. I'm like, well, look at the run numbers. I mean, we're running anywhere from four to eight a day, you know, and 12 would be a busy day where you're running average, you know, 18 plus. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I mean, are y'all's and our districts are probably way bigger than yours too, (laughs) but it just depends. You got the more volume of people also. 
We have so, uh, seven different battalions. Yeah. And every battalion has about six stations in it itself. Gotcha. So six to, yeah, six and a half, you know, if you want to be technical, go to 45, but. Yeah. So what, what, so what type of vehicle do you like driving the most? Um, or what would you prefer? Depends on the day, but the, you know, obviously the, the engine, you're going to be more active, uh, get more calls, you're going to be pretty much first in, first on, on fire, you're going to do, you know, pull the line and put the, hot, the wet stuff on the hot stuff. Mm-hmm. But the lighter's pretty fun too, I mean, getting set to stick and, you know, climb it or, you know, kind of just blow the roof off a house if you wanted to, trying to, you know, put it out. So, I mean, they, they all have their, their benefits and, you know, after a couple of long shifts, you know, it's nice to be able to, hey, I, I'm going to get on the ladder today. Yeah. Run your two calls and be done with it. Yeah, I feel like the ladder as a driver, you get to do more to where if you're just doing the pumper or engine, you're just sitting there on the on the controls and just mm-hmm. putting the levels up or down or not. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking to test this April, too, where we just we got it a lot easier. I think we got like one book. We got to study. And uh, it's like 13 chapters, and and uh, we'll do a driving and a pumping portion and a and a, a oral uh, a review and all that. Uh, but for us too, though, it's just the percentage numbers to where you probably needed so many different, so many more guys promoted for you to make a bigger list. But then again, you got more people competing for it. We got a smaller list with smaller people competing for it but still it's it's still a good amount i think percentage wise we're probably all the same um i kind of figured that out when i was testing for all these different fire departments where fort worth when i tested there there was three to five thousand people taking the test mm-hmm. but they needed three to four hundred firefighters you know pro firefighters so it was like yep. the percentage wise you're still looking at like 10 percent <laughs> to where fort smith when i was testing for that we had a hundred and 20 something guys and we needed 15 guys, you know? So like the percentage wise was still almost the same no matter where I went. So I figured that's how it is too, with your promotion, more spots, but more guys going for it. Yeah. I think uh, roughly a hundred and roughly 120 tested for engineer. Gotcha. Um, I was in top 20 of those. Nice. With uh, with y'all's, do you automatically promote? They only take how many need to be promoted right then, or do you stay on a list? You stay on a list is good for a year. I got you. So that's that's how ours is too, which is good and bad because so with the list for non firefighter people out there, um, you go on a list and they take automatically how many they need right away. So say if they need 10, 10 drivers and you're top ten, say you're you're tenth and they need five drivers right away. They'll take the top five, put them on driver right away, send them to those stations to fill those voids, and then you got a year for five more people, five more spots to come open. Um, So you could be sitting there at 10, and they take nine for that year, and you're screwed, (laughs) and you have to take the test over again. Um, So they take the top nine, and you're sitting there at number 10 and don't ever get on even though you you passed everything. Um, so do, I, do I, they I, backdate y'all's promotions? Say again. Do, do they backdate y'all's promotions? What do you mean, like, uh, like, like for me, my, uh, I got promoted a week and a half ago, but mm-hmm. my backdate actual promotion date is October seventh. 
I'm not for sure how they do that, but they had they had a seniority on ours too, to where you could have somebody that made an 84 on the test and somebody made an 88, but the guy that made an 84 gets plus six points for having five more years on the guy or something. Right. Um, with the backdating, I'm not for sure. I think they just go by the test date. Yeah. And if you're not hired on before the next test date, then yeah. you got to retake it. Yeah, because I guess for mine they had the need for this many engineers and like my spot October 7th so it's like when they backdated mine so basically October 7th on they're going to have to go back reconfigure my paycheck and okay give me all that pay I guess I'm not for sure yet I have to ask that that might be something I need to figure out but um it might be for us when they actually get on company as a driver is when they get paid um because like I said we still got guys sitting around that are piping that pass the test and are sitting there like six or seventh and they've only taken up to five or six um, so I, I'm not for sure on that. I'd have to ask. I feel like, I feel like for us, it, it's once you get on shift as a driver, that's when your, your, your pace starts. Gotcha. So a little different for different fire departments, um, smaller. So, I mean, for us, we're, we're bigger in the area too. So we're kind of a bigger group other than Little Rock and even these Northwest Arkansas ones, which are blowing up, they're getting bigger every day we're still bigger than most of them because most of their cities have ran into each other and they don't really have any more room to expand other than, you know, they're growing, but they're all within their right. city limits. Right. To where we got city limits where no other cities around us and we're just growing uh, out south, southeast, and it's getting bigger and bigger towards like the, the military base down that way. Um, but like I said, they're, they're growing up there. They're getting crazy. They get their pace crazy because they just got more population, more tax money. Yeah. And, um, but I like it here. I like it where I'm not running 19 calls a day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I'd be spending the next two days just recouping. And I went from the number 12 run station in the city to the number four. Yeah. So. What, uh, did y'all get y'all's yearly runs in this year? We were, yeah, I think we were about 5,100. That's just your station? Yeah. And how many for the city? Oh, I don't know how to go back and count. Our, uh, uh, our city, I think, and we thought it was, it was like one of our biggest years. It was like 15,000. I, I think our top four companies were like twenty to 25,000 combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you just think of a lot more people need a lot more help. I mean, we're kind of on the lower spectrum of the population realm, but still, man, that's a lot of calls, a lot of running, mm-hmm. a lot of going. Um, I'm lucky we get to our, the district I'm in right now is mostly business district or the food district type thing where we got all the restaurants and everything. So ours is usually busy during the day and at mm-hmm. night it's awesome to wear were max of like two calls and if that like it's zero to two mostly just one um but i couldn't imagine having like six or seven at night after you've already laid down or something i just i don't know it's different for sure but i bet you're enjoying the uh the pay raise too that's always nice that's always a motivation to move up uh, to promote um we have guys on our station that's been a firefighter 
from day one and they're going to retire as a firefighter just because they love it just because they love it i mean power to them i think if you if you find a spot you like if money's not an issue then stay with it if you enjoy it stay with it there's no reason to promote it if you're just going to be upset or not happy with what you're doing right so yeah congratulations man i'm looking forward to joining you on in april for and sure, I'm, I'm gonna be pulling for you, praying for you. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, we'll see if I switch shifts or not. Um, a shift does usually get shafted with holidays. It seems like we're working two out of three holidays a year. It seems like. Um, yeah, but we need to try to stay on this A shift because now you know we uh, talk about like B shift banter and still keeping C shift conversations. Yeah, yeah. Right now we finally got our first B shift banter on right now because yeah, you're usually yeah. working these days. Um, <laughs> But no, it's 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 been it's good to have more days. I feel like we still have we still have a hard time like an active Congress to try to get on the same day because we just got so much going on. Well, man, we just got through the holidays too, so I true. Think it's, it's allowed. True. Hopefully, we can start putting out maybe two a month instead of just one every month and a half or something. Right. So giving the people what they want. Um, so we'll move in right into our last subject. I mean, we try to keep it short and sweet this this episode. Uh, NFL playoffs. Give me your takes on all the games. Ooh, man. Obviously, I figured the Bills and Bengals game would have been a bit closer. Mm-hmm. Especially in that type of weather. I, you know, Bills playing with a little bit more um, uh, on their sleeve, a little you know, motivation with mm-hmm. the Mar Hamlin incident. But I didn't see it being a route like that. Yeah. I, I mean, Bengals did everything right. Yeah. And I mean, you think the Bills are used to playing in that type of weather, which Cincinnati is too. Yeah. But Bills more, I feel like Bills had the advantage it being home and weather wise. Uh, but like I said, Bengals did everything right. So is that more of a credit to everything the Bengals did, or is it like the Bills failed somewhere? Like, what do you think? It's a combination. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills have you know had the team to to do it. But at the same time, Bengals are no slouch. You know, now now they're going into Kansas City as the favorites. Yeah. You know, so they can't ride this, oh, we're the underdog and all this cartel anymore. It's like, no, you're going as a favorite. So you got something to prove and you've proven something that you are a top team. If you win in Buffalo and you win in Kansas City, no matter who you're playing on the other side, you have to be the favorite. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to be the favorite. And the uh, Super Bowl, is it, is it in Arizona this year? Uh, don't give me a line. I think so. I, I, for some reason, I feel like I've heard Arizona. Um, no, 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 no. Or is it Vegas? I will, Vegas would be a, a spot um, just because it's newer. I would, yeah, Vegas would probably be it. But, I mean, Kansas City was probably rooting for Bengals. But, I mean, would you really want to play the Bengals after they take on the Bills? I mean, I don't know if they were rooting because I mean Joe Burrow is kind of Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs Achilles. Yeah, field. they're they're three and one against the Chiefs. Yeah, Pat, that's the only team that Patrick Mahomes has lost three times to. Mm-hmm. Oh well, just pull up the stadium. It's in Glendale. It's in Arizona. Okay, so it's in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, the only thing I was thinking the Chiefs would be rooting for the Bengals is because they didn't want to play. The Bills in a neutral site. Yeah. Which I think was going to be in uh, New Orleans, I think it was. Maybe. Something like that. Irrelevant now, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's a weird situation, too. I mean, Bills had 
a half game back, but then you give it to you give him a neutral site. But I can, I mean, just just given the situation, like you said with Demar, I mean, can you really? I mean, who's to say they were going to win or lose that game? Which right. now we know probably lose since mm-hmm. the Bengals finally put a who would have won that game. Yeah. In the in the in the rearview mirror, but I mean. Yeah, like you said, I don't, would Kansas City be rooting for Bengals, or would they have been rooting for the Bills? You know, where hey, Bengals got our number, but we get to play at home. Right. I don't know. Um, it's gonna be interesting with Pat Mahomes at high ankle sprain too. I think that's gonna be the deciding factor. Um, if he can be mobile, it's gonna be a really good game. But if he's stationary, I think Bengals do what they did to the Bills. Um, yep. I think it's just gonna be. One of those where they just do their business and and have a sound win, nothing too crazy, but just a definitive win, and move on. Who's next? You know, um, and this one's for it's Eagles, San Francisco, Bengals, Chiefs, right? Last four. Yeah. And then winner goes to Super Bowl. So I mean, yeah, yeah uh, Jags are a big surprise. I mean, I guess is that's just getting hot right at the right time. Well, I mean, getting hot at the right time. Let's not forget about the epic meltdown with the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, I don't think too many people had that that game picked. Mm-hmm. I've seen where uh, one guy put like $1.4 million on the Chargers to win. Yep. And it was only like, what, like an $11,000 payout or $50,000 yeah. payout? Yeah. Let's be honest, that kind of stupid yeah. money just to yeah. throw around. And to win, and this was at halftime when they were up like 27-7. And uh, you lose one point four million when you could only won like what, like ten thousand or something like that. I was like, that's the dumbest bet ever. And then there, I've seen the reverse where a guy fell asleep during half and had money on it and woke up and won like two thousand dollars when he put like a hundred dollar bet on it. So I yeah. mean, I mean, what's your thoughts on the Jags? Jags, they're headed in the right direction. You know, they've, they've been young for a while. They were missing, a, you know, a quarterback. You know, I thought Blake Bortles, when he was there, did, did a fine job. He didn't have a supporting cast. He tried to make things happen. But I thought Blake Bortles was a, a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. I wouldn't put him up in the top tier, obviously, but I thought he would give you chances to win games. Yeah, better than most. Yeah. I think they've done good with the recruiting, with uh, bringing ETN in. I mean, mm-hmm. you give – your second or third year. Well, how many years Lawrence got in her third? Is this his third? Maybe. You get him his normal running back that he played in college with. And by the way, Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. You heard that? Yep. And I'm like, like how is that? I was like, how is like that? 30 and one or 31 and one now? Yeah, something like that. And it's just like, man. And then Ingram's been a big surprise too. Um, he's going to be a force to reckon with. I think he's going to move up probably in the second best. Tight end mark for fantasy maybe next year or something. He might be up there. But can um, they hold on to him as free agent? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. If they do, they better. And then I think this also goes to show how big a coach difference makes. I mean, you had uh, what's his name from Ohio State? I can't remember his name. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer in there and just destroyed it for however many years he was there. And then you get a coach in there that. He didn't make it a full year? He didn't? Oh, man. Yeah, that goes to show you know, the difference in a culture and what that coach brings and what they expect, you know. So, I mean, and how much uh, Trevor blossomed under a new coach. Yep. And it just goes to show, you know, that the coaching does really matter. I mean, 
they always say like, oh, look at these coaches getting paid this and this. And it's just, you know, whatever. But it does make a difference for sure. For sure. Um, Purdy. Who, who, you got, who you got winning? 49ers and Eagles. Oh, man. If 49ers played like they did last week, they're going to get stomped. I just think 49 I mean, 49ers have so many weapons. But the way the Eagles are playing last week, it's just it's tough to go against them. You know, they've been winning. Everybody's like, oh, it's a fluke. They don't play anybody. But to win that many games in the NFL, you have to be good. Um, it's going to be in Philadelphia. I don't know how that doesn't play well for San Francisco. They're used to their warm. But didn't San Fran beat Philly this year? Was it earlier in the year? Is that one of their losses? Hmm. It probably is. But then again, how much more? I mean, how good is Hurt? How is Hurt? Where is he at? He's been setting out a couple weeks, came back last week. But then again, they blew out Giants, which I'm not saying Giants is the best team in the NFL, but they made second-round playoffs, you know. So, ah. Uh, I want to say San Francisco. I want to say San Francisco so bad, but it just—it's all going to hinge on Purdy, how well he plays. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna—I'm gonna go Eagles. All go right, Eagles. Bengals, Chiefs. It's the same situation. It's like it depends on the homes if he's healthy or not. But the way Bengals are playing, I can't go. You can't go against them. It's going to be a fun game to watch, though. Both of them are. Both yeah. of them. I feel like Eagles 49ers is probably going to be a lower scoring game, probably in, in the low 20s. And then I feel like the Eagles Bengals is going to be like low 30s, maybe mid 30s. Um, I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to see if Bengals, Bengals, Eagles, and I think the Bengals are probably going to take it off. I got Niners, Bengals, and Bengals will win it. I got you. I would like to see the Bengals. I mean, usually you get the team that loses in the Super Bowl. I guess they're just so mad or determined to get back there and win it all that you usually see the the second-place team usually make a, a good run in the playoffs after that. Um, and that's what's crazy about the Rams. You know, you get a Super Bowl team that wins, like, what, four games, five games, you know, yeah. the worst, worst start after a Super Bowl win in history. You know, like that's – that's crazy. Um, so kudos to Bengals, whatever they're doing. They got the right recipe for for winning and building a culture there. I mean, Burroughs, just, he just seems like one of those even kill, steady, always day in, day out, coming in. Yeah, just beating up the wet bandits, you know, all he needs to do, you know. Just laying them traps everywhere. But, no, he just uh, – You got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. That does help. And then you got a – Mixon and, and uh, P. Ryan in the back, you know. Oh, man, that was – I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, what do you think the situation in Dallas is? Right now, I think you find a new offensive coordinator. Um, you're doing whatever you can to keep um, – what's his face? The defensive coordinator around. Mm-hmm. You know, doing whatever you can. Yeah. And, you know, you restructure Zeke. If he wants to take a pay cut to stay, I think that's admirable. You, you do it. It shows he's, you know, he's a 
cowboy for life, and he wants to be around. Yeah, Dan um, Quinn is definitely. Quinn. Too, yeah. I kept thinking Campbell. Like, no, that's not right. That's a lie. Yeah, Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to keep him around. You know, I, I was texting Andrew earlier, and you know, let me let me find that message real quick. Shout out Andrew. <laughs> do what? I said, shout out Andrew. <laughs> uh-huh. I said. uh what should have been done last year, or what should have happened, was keep Amari complimented with Lamb, mm-hmm. get rid of Gallup. You know, I, I like the T.Y. Hilton move. Yeah. Good, solid vet. You know, should have done it sooner or, um, you know, uh, or even explore the OBJ when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And then you have the two-headed running back scheme with Zeke and Pollard. I actually think Zeke might like the two-headed running scheme to where yeah. he's not taking a beating all the time, where they're not keying on him all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think he might like that, where you just, hey, give me the ball around the goal line type thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. who can it complain about guard. that? Short guard is driving home. Mm-hmm. I think what you could do this year, you know, re-sign Hilton, assuming he doesn't retire. Yeah. Explore the OBJ, you know, if he's healthy. You franchise Pollard, restructure, and pay cut with Zeke. Yeah. Completely restructure the quarterback. Right. I'm sorry, but he's yeah, he's not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, you put Tony Romo on a team like this, hands down. Yeah. So trade, release, draft. What do you do? His contract's too massive to trade. Yeah, you can't release him because well, that's, that's the hole you put yourself in by giving him that big of a contract to begin yeah. with. You know, or yeah. hmm. and then. You have to re-sign Schultz, extend Parsons and Diggs. Yeah. You know, re-sign Vanderdash, re-sign Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Kurz, let Anthony Brown go. Gotcha. And who's the hottest, going to be hottest cornerback on the market? Quarterback? Corner. Cornerback? Steve? Think, think, no, no. Oh, you're talking about in the market. I'm saying you extend Diggs. Okay. Former Jacksonville Jaguar. Went to St. Louis, or the went uh, sorry the the Rams. I couldn't tell you. Man, defense. Jason Ramsey. Ramsey. Explore that option. Ramsey and Diggs opposite of each other. Yeah, that'd be feel. Why not? Yeah. Um, was it Dallas' inability to score or to hold San Francisco was what lost it for him? What was it? Inability to score. Yeah, I think they did enough on defense to. Oh yeah. To, to, for them to be down in the red zone as much as they were and only come away with what, one touchdown mm-hmm. in the red zone or two, uh, one rushing touchdown. Yeah. I mean, kudos. Bravo. Bravo, yeah. guys. I mean, you know? granted, though, San Francisco defense is pretty filthy, though. They've been top two all year long. Yeah. But, but then you go back and you watch the tape and you look at the passes yeah. Dak made versus the ones he didn't. Yeah. Oof. That was watching that point. At one point, you're trying to throw the ball to Lamb, and you have T.Y. Hilton streaking yeah. right down the middle of the field. That's Nobody a big around. To me. That's that's that predetermined stuff instead of reading the defense where mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm going to get it to Lamb, get it to Lamb, get it to Lamb. Yep. Well, Lamb's there only so many times to where yep. he's there for a reason. He does more by drawing more attention to him. Yep. And I saw yeah that video you sent me where T.Y. was getting into Dak's face about, hey, and the guy showed the video, and he's got nobody within 30 yards of him. As soon as that linebacker turned his back to him, he had yes. 30 yards down the middle of the field yeah. on either side of him. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's where you got to be adapt, you know, where 
read the defense instead of just being, hey, I'm going to get it to this guy, get it to this guy, get it to this yep. guy. Absolutely. Um, what about the whole game changed when Pollard went down? Yeah, that that does. Well, they've started building their offense around him, mm-hmm. and it's like a two-headed monster where you cut one head off the snake, you know, and then you're only a one-legged machine, and that's where everybody keys in on on Zeke, you know. And so, yeah. yeah. Then that's where keeping Amari Cooper was going to be huge because you got him and Lamb. Who are you going to double? I never understood why they got rid of him. Cooper, I was like, he's good. Why did keep Apparently, him? it was the whole COVID deal and everything else, and not wanting to get shot. I mean, that's just speculation and stuff. But I mean, that's yeah. You know, apparently Jerry got mad at him about something. It's like, I'm sorry. I mean, he's too. You traded some draft picks for the guy. You extended him, then you're going to send him away. No, absolutely not. So yeah. there's something there that you know we'll never know. I hate to say it. I I feel like for me, and I've been saying it for a while that when Jerry starts. Stops micromanaging is when Dallas will probably have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It just seems like there's that cloud overhanging everybody's decision or making everybody's decision stressful or like they got to step up and do this before, you know, for him not watching. I'll say it to him blue in the face. Great owner. Probably one of the best owners in the game. Oh, yeah. Guys has everything they need. Not a GM. Yeah. He just step back and let somebody else run that and just say, hey, I'll do anything to get you whatever you want. Yep. run it, I think they would have a shot. Um, yep. Do they keep Mike, Mike McCarthy or do they look somewhere else? How can you get rid of the guy that's taking you to the playoffs and, can you know, what, four consecutive winning seasons? Yeah. I mean, at some point, it's not the coach. Yeah. At some point, what's the common denominator in all this? Well, yeah. That's what it comes back to, yeah, micromanaging and everything. So, We're right there, number four. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of people said they didn't make a, a long run into it. You know, I'm like, well, just getting there to playoffs is a big deal. They won their first That's one. Um, really, the unsung hero of this season, Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Came in, did what he was supposed to do. Keep the Dallas Cowboys above water. Didn't try to do anything special. Yeah. Kept them winning. What, what, lost one game? Yeah. Yeah. And game that they nearly came back and won yeah i mean i'm not saying he's a starter by any means but i'm saying like he's got capabilities yeah i mean is there a point to where you might put him in there ahead of Dak, or is Dak just too valuable too much money spent on him you're way too invested in Dak at this yeah. point what's his contract how many years he got I, I think if you want to wake Dak up then you do something like that yeah kind of pull a is mike that, white um, yeah, hey Dak, you're not gonna start this game. Yeah, it might might. I mean, Jets did it. it I mean, not saying it fixed their starting quarterback problem, but Mike White showed out, and mm-hmm. so he signed for a four year, hundred and sixty million dollar contract. Includes a sixty six million signing bonus, hundred twenty six guaranteed. Yep. So salary of four hundred million in twenty twenty three. Yeah. So, I mean, look, let's take the Trey Lance, Jimmy G. Trey Lance started starting over Jimmy, got hurt. Jimmy is a whole different guy to when he came back. Unfortunately, you know, he got hurt again, and then Mr. Irrelevant himself. That's awesome. That's showed an awesome why story. he's actually pretty relevant. That's an awesome story. I, I always thought he was good when he played for Iowa State. Yeah. He gave OU every fits they wanted to do in their life. Like, I, I always hated playing Iowa State because you're like, who is this guy? Just making throw after throw. Uh huh. 
and uh, they're going to get to have a redemption run. Uh, Hertz was QB at OU. Yep. And so we got two Big 12 quarterbacks fighting for it. And um, yep. everybody's like, oh, Hertz is Alabama guy's like, well, he ended with OU, so we're going to say he's OU yep. guy. Um, Not where he starts, where he finishes. Yeah, I think he even said that. I think Hertz says where I finished at, you know, like yep. Alabama pretty much didn't want him. So, But it was, it was 42-41 when OU played Iowa State. And I mean, and their stats were really close together. Yeah, so I mean, it goes to show the tenacity of Purdy to go into the draft and be the last pick, and yep. you know how bad you got to feel going into the draft, and your name's not called till the very last call. Yep. And then to stick with it and show up, and two quarterbacks go down in front of you. You know, at the beginning of the year, you're probably thinking, "Man, I'm not even going to sniff the field," and then you're you're starting the last six games of the season. And then you're two and zero in uh, playoffs. So I think they said that uh, <laughs> here's something you might not find amusing, but it said Brock Purdy in seven starts has two playoff wins, and Dak Prescott in seven years <laughs> has two playoff wins. <laughs> Got a visitor. Yeah, what's up, bud? You want to say hi to the to the camera? Say hi. Shout hi. out. Say hi, everybody. Say hi, Matt. Say hi to the world. You're gonna get shy now. You're gonna act shy. You're not shy. Yeah. You're not shy. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, go to your bed. I'll be there in a bed. Okay. You gonna stand right here? But yeah, I mean, other than that, we got that's all we got for this episode. NFL playoffs coming up, Super Bowl coming up. I don't know what we're gonna talk about after this. I mean, I'm gonna have to start watching basketball, I guess. Hockey. Hockey, I can always talk some hockey. Um, I mean, you know, after this, you know, right around Valentine's Day, pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, there's already been some trades already going on this postseason, and, and we're gonna have some baseball talk. About people it. moving, moving everywhere, so everybody's jockeying, jockeying for people right now, and and bulk up their rosters and everything else. So it's gonna be. A different face of MLB for sure with all these different names everywhere. Absolutely. You'll recognize the name, but they'll be in different outfits. And, and that's going to be fun to pull some of the rosters and see what it's like. Yeah. Oh, here's one question for you. I want to see what you, what you think. They said, uh, Scott Rowland, he doesn't know what hat he's going to wear for the Hall of Fame bus. Is it going to be a Phillies or a Cardinals hat? What do you think? Ooh. Yeah. One out of half and half. Yeah. I mean, you put the, I guess the C, or what would you do? Put both you logos on one side or a half and half logo? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, I mean, yeah, you could do that. I mean, what was it uh, Hertz had? He had a half OU jersey, half Bama jersey or something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do that. Who's to say you, you couldn't? Because, I mean, he one, was with. One out halfway through your speech, you just changed it, put on the other hand. Yeah. He was with Philly from 96 to 2001, so six years. And then he was with St. Louis one year, then went back to Philly. And then he was with St. Louis five years. And made a stamp in the Cardinals organization. Yeah. yeah. And then ended it with Toronto one year and then Cincinnati for four. So, I mean, he's six years with Phillies and one, two, three, four. Yeah, six years with St. Louis. So it was weird. He went five Philly, one St. Louis, one Philly, five St. Louis. <laughs> so 
Yeah. A little weird role, especially being in the uh, both in the NL. I mean, so I'm sure you faced each other a lot in the playoffs or other games. So we'll see. I guess we'll see when he does his speech what uh, hat he wants to wear. I could see him switching hats. That'd be pretty cool. Halfway through and then switch, you know. But I wonder what his, what his Hall of Fame bust is going to be. So. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, that's all I got so far. We got to wait till more drama happens. I'm sure we can come up with some more stuff. We'll probably have some good stuff next episode. Uh, thinking about doing a baseball draft, movie draft. Yes. That we're going to shoot for you guys and draft our yep. top five movies. And hopefully, he doesn't steal any of my top five, and which I probably he probably will, and I'll steal some of his top five, but. I think I've got a list of 20 plus movies. I got to have about 20 plus movies because <laughs> you're probably going to steal every one that I'm going to say next. I'm going to have to go to the next one. So, yeah. But hopefully, we end up with the best 10 movies, baseball movies um, on that list. So, other than that, that ends us another episode of High Heat. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for keep turning, tuning in. Uh, God bless. And thanks for joining me, Shelby. Got anything to say? Man, I enjoyed it. You know, we're going to try to get more consistent with this now that we're. For the time being, you'll be on the same shift, and you know, barring it doesn't interfere with any of your studying, you know, it's going to come first, big man. But ah, good guy, you know, we'll we'll find some days if it's on your mental health days to yeah, the fire one off. Or I'm already taking too many of those. I need to buckle down and study some more. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll be more tech savvy too. We've had trouble with some tech. I'm trying to get it to where we can get you on a mic and me on a mic, and we're in different states and different cities and trying to get it to sound like we're right in the same room so hopefully we can get that knocked down i'm i'm gonna have to lean on my wife a little bit more for that because she's the tech savvy person in the household i think my dogs even got me beat on tech savviness so we'll see i know my three kids got me beat so (laughs) (laughs) but all right man well take care be safe out there congratulations on your uh promotion and uh we'll see you guys next time on high heat Everybody have a good night, man.